Ain't she lovely? Ain't she fucking wonderful? Ain't she precious? She's fucking gorgeous. And don't even try not tell me that she ain't, because I know that she is, though you know best to shut your fucking mouth. Jackie D out. Hello, and welcome to episode 46 of the Stu and Al pod with him, Stu. Hey, Al. You said you were going to do Westlife this week. No, I didn't. You asked me to do Westlife, and I didn't. I thought I'd give Jackie D a chance to do a really moving rendition of Isn't She Lovely by Stevie uh, Wonder. Okay. Did you like it? That was all right. Yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? Yeah. So, Stu, how you, how you diddling, mate? How you diddling? Yeah, I'm all right. Are you? Yeah, ain't too bad, mate. Ain't too bloody bad. What are we on now, Al? 46. 46. We're recording this on Bank Holiday Monday. Stu, did you have a nice Easter? Yeah, I was at Wembley yesterday. You'd why, weren't you? Was it was it excellent, Stu? Exactly. Oh, um, get those Easter an, puns egg, in straight away. I was very excited during oh, the game. Oh, no, bloody hell. You excellent. see my mate Eggsy down there, Stu? Did you see my mate Eggs there? Yeah, I did, yeah. You went to see the foot, the, the old soccer roonies, didn't you? Yes, I saw the uh, the mighty Chelsea beat uh, Crystal Palace. Yeah. Did you go? Did you pop down the bag of nails? No, I went to the Globe on Baker Street. Baker Street. Was there anyone playing a saxophone? <laughs> there was none. Oh, shame. No. Yeah, I couldn't get in the bag of nails. It was uh, shut. Oh, probably yeah, after I, I went down there. There was a police hey? cordon. There was a police cordon after I went in. So. Ah, might have been it then. (coughs) So, Al. Yep. uh, Last week, you know, Chelsea sadly went out into... uh, They lost to Real Madrid in the Champions League, unfortunately. Well, we didn't lose. Lost on... Yeah. It was a good game, though, wasn't it? Really good game, Stu, wasn't it? It was. It was really good. And uh, I thought to myself, why not? So I actually went out to Spain in Madrid to watch the game as well. Oh, nice. Hmm. Got my tan. Yeah, it's very good. I thought you'd been downtown-tastic. No, well, it was good out there, mate. I wish you would have come now, actually. Because uh, before the match, I found this uh, pub. It was packed with tourists, as, you, as you'd expect on a match day. Yeah. They were all playing some, like, sort of game. So I found a seat in the pub, started to listen to what's, what they're playing. And I realised the game was focused on all the nearby hotels, motels and hostels, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, the ones that are all dotted around the area I was staying in. I mean, you think that would be boring, wouldn't you? Yeah, a shitty game about hostels, but um, no, no, it got really exciting. Round, I went up to the bartender. I was like, "Can I, can I join in on the next game?" Yeah, and he said, "What really?" Because he, uh, you know, he, he got the the trivia fever of you as it swept in. Uh, well, yeah, I'm I'm as surprised as you are to be honest, mate. I said I didn't expect it to uh, want to play this game so bad, and the bartender says, "Well." Well, I mean, nobody expects the Spanish inquis itch, son. Oh, God. Such a long way round to get to that as well, wasn't it? I, I, thought, we, I thought we'd been done with that joke now. Yeah, no, but I like that one. Oh, yeah, it was good, yeah. Very good. But one more thing, Al. Yeah. If the quiz is quizzical, what's the test? Testicle. What are you drinking? Uh, I've got Brewdog Elvis juice. Uh-huh. I've got Moretti. Moretti. Uh-huh. 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 Stu, I don't know if you've heard about Westlife this week. Spanish Inquisition. That was good. Yeah. So, Stu, I don't know if you've heard about Westlife this week. 
Um, the Irish the, four-piece. The Irish four-piece. Apparently, they've sort of uh, taken a bit of a back burner on their music career, and they've mu- moved into science. Have they? Into science, too. Yeah. They've uh, they turned their hands to genetic splicing, which is a bit weird, isn't um, it? What's that? Yeah. Um, basically, they're working with animals. Um, so far, they've, they've had very little success in what they've been doing. But they are hoping, Stu, to create a bird uh, which they will, they say, will be flying oh, without wings. As soon as said bird. <laughs> Should we move on? Should we start the episode? I think it's best, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Here's top three. Top three. Each episode, me and Al uh, have a subject. We tell you our top three things about it. And then we open it up to the worldwide them to express their views on the stuff. So Al, how else do you say to you what are your top three creams? Oh, good one. Um, squirty cream. Yeah. Um, cream the band. Yeah. And cream Abdullah Jabbar. <laughs> nice. Well done. I'd go for Bepanthan. Yeah. Uh, clotted. Yeah. And Kirim. Things can only get better. Oh God, that's that's terrible, isn't it? There's still on the last episode. It was your choice for this episode's top three. And what did you choose? Uh, the top three James Bond theme songs. You did, Stu. And Stu, I watched. Um, I watched the new James Bond this week. I seen it. It's on Prime, isn't it? Yeah, there are loads of them. Old, oh, loads of old ones on Prime. Yeah, they put all on Prime. Yeah. Um, I watched every Bond this week. Al, to be honest, have you? Watched them all this week, every single one. Did you? Good for you. <laughs> no, you didn't. Right, so Stu, um, <laughs> since it was your top three, do you want me to go first? No. Okay. I'll go first. <laughs> go on, go on then. Give us your number three. No, but seriously, I did watch every Bond film this week, uh, and I found that each theme song is basically a mini plot of the film it features in. Oh. Yeah. So number three, I've got "Nobody Does It Better" by Carly Simon. No, it's better. Yep. It's not Doc Cotton, is it? In The Spy Who Loved Me. In the film, James Bond enters the competition on the back of a Cocoa Pops box to be the best spy in England. James manages to win with ease because A, he's a professional spy, and B, all the other entrants were aged 12 and under as per the rules on the back of the box. Oh, a little bit like the um, Only Fools and Horses episode when Rodney wins that painting competition. Yeah. In a way, Bond goes in disguise as a child and wins with ease amongst a lot of hilarious escapades. The uh, one of the few Bond films that's just a pure out comedy, isn't it? Yeah. Or what I got from the film, anyway. Not true, yeah. <laughs> uh, Death Count 17, Classy One Lines 5, Swear Words 0. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> they don't really swear, do they? Do you expect me to Bond? <laughs> do you expect me to Bond? Do you? <laughs> Do you expect me to talk? Of course I fucking don't, but no. So, I don't want you to fucking talk, mate. I want you to fucking squeal. <laughs> and die. Well, Stu, my number three is Another Way to Die by Jack White and Alicia Keys from the film Quantum of Solace in 2008. Oh, wow. Die another... No, that's a different song. A Sign of a Day by Madonna. <laughs> yeah, it was, isn't it? Not a way to die. 
so this this song was taken from one of the only Bond films that I've ever seen. So I've only ever seen the new what? ones. What? Um, it's just not that bothered, Stu. I did start watching Goldfinger, um, and that was quite funny. That it's so it's so bad. Like he just yeah. like slaps women's asses and like pushes them around. It's awful. I'm Ashby Dreaming. He does the line. I'm Ashby Dreaming. Um, so, Stu, a couple of facts about the singers. Jack White is actually the son of Scylla Black, whose yes. real name is Scylla White. But you didn't know that. Well, it's, Pris- it's Pr- Priscilla White. Priscilla White, yeah. So that's his, um, her biological son. And yep. Alicia, Alicia Keys, Stu, she has a 50% stake in the key-cutting uh, shop Timpsons. Yes. But she, yeah. only, she only gets involved with the key-cutting. Um, and friend of hers... M&M, um, he looks after the rehealing of shoes and small trophies that you can get from Timpsons. Oh. Yeah, so it's quite interesting, isn't it? But you didn't know that. Mm. And, you know, I knew about Alicia Keys, but not the uh, Jack White thing. Oh, yeah. So, so I've got really bad pins and needles in my foot. Oh. Oh, Leo. <laughs> Shit on it. Yeah. Right. Go on then, Stu, give us your number two. Are you, are you healed? Still tingly. No. Nope. Said the bishop to the vicar. Yep. Uh, two, Tomorrow Never Dies by Cheryl Crow in the film Tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies. No. Okay. That's Madonna again. Uh, right. Tomorrow Never Dies, from what I got from the film when I watched it, after being rejected by Forrest Gump's mother for Mrs. Doubtfire, Pierce Brosnan decides to work for MI5. Oh. His first assignment is to kill a Belgian assassin who has been hired to kill himself, celebrity personality, Tom Oro. Pierce finally kills the assassin and says to Irish Bond, how did you manage to stop me? Irish Bond laughs and says, well, it's quite simple. I could never have lost this one, as Tom Oro never dies. Oh, that's good. Death count five, classy one line is 18, and again, the square count on zero. Bloody hell. Yeah. Well, Stu, my number two. Gold finger wider than a mile. <laughs> so, gold finger, another day. Gold finger, another day. Um, sang by Shirley Bassey in 1964 for the film Goldfinger. Oh. Um, so as I say, I started watching this one the other day. got about an hour in. Um, so I will finish it at some point. Um, Shirley Bassey, Stu, a bit of a fact about Shirley Bassey. Um, as per her contract, she had to have her middle finger smelted in gold mm. for the for, for you know singing it um, because she was the original gold finger in the film, um, and she still has a gold finger to this day. So, oh, yeah, it's worth quite a lot of money apparently. Okay, so, yeah, so that's gold gold finger. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you got into the film. Did you know? Do you know what Goldfinger's first name is? Yeah, Ulrich. Oh, good. Good for him. Ulrich. A U. Why has he got a gold finger in it? Well, his, his first name starts A U. So yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, but then his last name's Goldfinger. Yeah, well, A U's gold in the uh, periodic table, isn't it? So he's Gold Goldfinger. Yeah. No, Goldrick. Goldfinger. Yep. Yeah. Or just Goldrick Finger. Ding 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 
Tomorrow never dies. <laughs> right, Stu, give us your number one. Uh, I got You Know My Name by Chris Cornell uh, in Casino Royale. You Know dun, dun, My Name. Dun, dun, dun. That's a brilliant song. I can't remember it. I like it a lot. Where's James Bond based? Uh, the Seychelles. London? London? Uh, right, yeah. Casino Royale then. Daniel Craig takes on the role of 007. In this edition, Bond enters a poker tournament at the famous Casino Royale Resort in... Mallorca. No. Um, Magaluf. Yeah. But... Yeah. During his stay, he accidentally overdoses... Uh, no, he doesn't. He accidentally overdoes it. Sorry, not overdoses. <laughs> he overdoes it. He overdoes it on the, uh, the Guinness and... Uh, Jaeger bombs and wakes up in the morning to find he doesn't remember who he is. For the next two hours, the film follows Bond going mad around the casino asking people if they know who he is. Bond repeatedly asking everyone, Hey, you know my name? <laughs> yep. But we never find out if they do or not. Oh. Death count zero, classy one lines eight, swear count two, but the swearing is in Welsh. Ah, bloody mm. hell. Excellent. Thanks, Steve. Well, my, I've got my some number... facts, Al, before we carry on. Oh, oh sorry, carry one. on, yeah. I'll give, you some, I'll give you some facts about the films after. Yeah. You do your number one. No, give me some. Give me the facts now. Well, the, the facts are about all three films together, you see. All right, then. Um, I'll go with my number one, then. Yeah. So my number one still is... Live and die. Ah, by uh, Harry and the Hendersons. Live and let die. Now, unfortunately, I think they covered it, um, was Paul McCartney and Wings... But then was also sang by um, Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses, yeah, a few, a few years later. From 1973, from the film Live and Let Die. Um, Stu, I think it, when you watch any Bond film and it goes quiet, if you put in the song Live and Let Die, it just adds to it. So I think every Bond shot, like, film should be re-edited, re-edited with that song just playing in random places. Well, when he's sneaking around and then you yeah. just hear it kick in. Or like there's a wave it, position, wasn't it? Or like uh, in the new film, I won't give anything away in the new film, but he like gets knocked out, and there it should play. Live and let die. Should do. Um, one fact about uh, Paul McCartney, Stu. Paul McCartney was apparently in another less successful band called the Beatles. Um, but I don't know if many people know about them. Are they new? I know they were around. I know they were apparently around in the sixties, but. Oh, I wasn't alive then. No, I'll, I'll never that. Them, to be honest. No. What, it was an yeah. insect? Yeah. Insects. Insects. <laughs> well done. Go on then, give us your... Um, give us your yeah. Yeah, so like after I watched every single Bond film uh, in the last two days, uh, on the Friday, or, yep. um, I did a bit of research, so I read the book on every single Bond film as well. Yeah. Quick, yeah. quick reader. Um, but yeah, all three films feature classic cars being driven responsibly by James Bond. Good, good. Yep. Bit of road safety for you there. Yep. Never can tell. If you pause each film at 55 minutes, you can see Tina Turner browsing. Yep. Yep. And uh, James Bond is a keen follower of Hall and Oates. Oh. Although it never shows this in any of the films. Oh, we, we just know it. We just know. Hmm. 
So what have the listeners said, Stu? The bloody idiots. Uh, well, we've only had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six? Oh, the podcast is waning. Clearly, yeah. No, it's been waning for a long time. Don't be like that. Okay. Yep. Here are the uh, here are the uh, the shouts from the socials. Regular Gav, living daylights. Aha. We have all the time in the world. Louis Armstrong from can't remember one of them. You know my name, Chris Cornell. Yep. Because a G. Nobody does it better. Carly Simon. Yep. We have all the time in the world again. Louis Armstrong. Golden Eye, Tina Turner. Golden Eye, finger. We don't need another hero. Golden Eye, the best. Frankie, happy birthday for yesterday, Frank. Yep. Happy birthday on Easter. Easter. It was my birthday last week, Stu. Yeah, I said. Yeah, I know you did. Not all the listeners sent happy birthdays. No, don't worry. No one did. Just me. No, Frank sent me a private message. Oh, did he now? Yeah. And uh, some listeners did. Just some did. Just some. Frank's gone for Goldfinger by Shirley Bassey. Yep. Live and Let Die by Wings. Yes. You know my name, Chris Barnell. Oh. Two of yours, one of mine. Two of yours, one of mine. I've been a bloody one, that one, ain't it, Stu? Yeah. Uh, Bren Daltron, James Bond, a robot. James Bond oh, must God. die. Exterminate. <laughs> Do you expect me to talk? Hey, hey Stu. Oh, apparently, James Bond is going to be played by a robot in the next film. Yeah. Yeah, sent back in time. Oh. Mm. Is that what it's called? Sent back in time? Yeah. yeah. Uh, new to the show, Kerry. Hello. Hello, Kerry. Hello. She's gone for You Know My Name, Chris Cornell. Yep. Another Way to Die, Jack White and Alicia Keys. And Goldfinger by Shirley Bassey. Goldfinger because it rhymes with Coldfinger, both inspiring and cringe at the same time. And it's an homage to her favourite man, Adam Partridge. Yep, fair enough. Very good. And finally, we've got Emily with a Shirley Bassey treble. Shirley! Goldfinger! Diamonds are forever. <laughs> Moonraker. They all end in ER. Live and die. <laughs> they all end in ER, just like Shirley does on a Friday night. Whee! Oh, Shirley. He's good hey, on the drink. Hey, you seen Shirley out, Bingo? <laughs> bingo! <laughs> Full house. <laughs> Line. <laughs> Full house are forever. Who did you do well? Come on down, Shirley Bassey. (laughs) Thank you, Brucey. All ciphers forever. Good game, good game. (laughs) What the points make prizes. (laughs) So, Stu, that was was top three for this episode. So thank you for your contribution. Stu, on the next top three, I would Mm -hmm. like to know your top three Condiments. So your, your condiments. So things you condiments. put on, like your chips or your dinner. Yes, I know what a condiment is. Yeah. No, I'm just explaining it to listeners. Your sauces, Your sauces, isn't it? Some people have been listening to this podcast for 45 episodes. They're a bit thick. So yeah. <laughs> I've got to explain this. 
So on the next episode, if you could tell us your top three condiments, uh, you can get in contact. We are stewandowpod at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram. We are at stewandowpod. So salt, salt and pepper three. count. Salt and pepper count. Salt and pepper count. You can put salt and pepper in, but try to be a bit more creative. Sauce. Huh? Bit of sauce then, yeah? Bit of salt. You want your horseradish. You want your mint. You want Yeah, your if you want to go, say, like, your salt and vinegar... Like you salt vinegar on your chips, you can have salt vinegar as one. That's fine. I don't mind. So that's on the next episode. So that was top three, and now it's time for nineties corner forever. Nineties corner. So in each episode, we talk about the nineties, and we're going through the years. We're discussing our favourite films, songs, and pop culture references. This episode, we are on 1994, and we've asked for your favourite single from the year 1994. But before we start, Stu, the poll last week was yes. your favourite film of 1994. We had a lot more votes this time. I think about five people retweeted. So thank you very much. If you could continue retweeting, we'd like to get... We had, we had eight retweets in the end. Bloody hell! Five retweets. That was uh, Chris, Emily, you, me, and Brendan. Yep. And then Shirley Bassey. And three quote tweets from Keza G, me, Frank, and then Shirley Bassey liked it. Oh, bloody old Shirley. But she didn't say, uh, I don't know if she voted or not. She did have, there's 24 votes. It's the most we've had for a while. Yep. That was, that was impressive. Uh, but yeah, okay. So in last place was Speed, 13%. Oh, no. That was mine. That was mine. Uh, in equal second place, Dumb and Dumber and Shawshank Redemption with 25%. Oh. Uh, but out in front was Pulp Fiction. Yeah. 38%. I think uh, I voted for that, Stu. So thank you for voting for that. Um, so this week it was 1994 single. Stu, would you like to go first? All right. Then. A lot of smashers here, weren't there? There was, mate. Yeah. I had a few uh, honorable mentions as well. Yeah, I have. But I went with Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Oh. That was it was oh, all there for me. Sabotage. Huh? Sabotage. <laughs> Stop that now. <laughs> on, yeah, there's some, uh, some close second places, but yeah, Sabotage won it for me. My favourite track from the Beastie Boys, accompanied by one of the best music videos ever made. Yes, very good music video. Mm. Mm-hmm. Got a few facts out. Adam Horowitz has said that Sabotage was, re- was recorded as an instrumental the vocals weren't added until two weeks before the record was completed, and it was the Ooh. last song on Ill Communication to be finished as well. Because ah, they were very much a band, weren't they? Before... Yeah. Yeah. Before they t- changed to sort of be rappers. Three the rappers. video... Oh, go on, sorry, go on. I just said sweet rappers. I don't know why. Sweet no. rappers. No, yeah. Then, yeah. The video was directed by Spike Johns and is a parody of any 1970s police show. Yep. Including the, uh, the Sweeney. Your fucking dicks, me beauty. Adam Yelts said... fucking screwdriver out your pants. <laughs> I saw you. I'm just pleased to see you, officer. <laughs> Adam Yelts said to Q Magazine in 2008 on how the video came about. Adam H. wanted to do a photo shoot with undercover cops on a stakeout, sitting in a car surrounded by coffee cups and donut wrappers we mentioned it to spike and he was like let's do a video oh. and then you know and then it went from there then it was mine 
Never mind, probably. <laughs> Throw the sign away, son. Throw the sign away. So, yeah, I'm picking that. Excellent. Good choice, Stu. So, I'm going to go with this uh, the single Let's Get Ready to Rumble by PJ and Duncan. <laughs> That was 1994. It came out on the 11th of July, 1994. Now, Stu, Let's Get Ready to Rumble was a massive song, wasn't it, at the time? Yeah, yeah. Only reached number nine in the charts. Oh. But there's a happy ending to this story, Stu. It actually reached number one almost two decades later. Yeah, they did it on Saturday night. TV, didn't they? Yeah. Um, it's a great song, Stu. Let's get ready to rumble. Let's get I ready just to rumble. The mic. Psych. Um, Stu, originally it was actually supposed to be called Let's Get Ready to Rumba. Um, and that oh. was to catch on with the dance craze at the time, the rumba. So, um, but it, uh, but because of their jolly accents, let's get ready to rumble. Like that. They like, started saying yeah. rumble instead of rumble. rumba. Um, so it was yeah. changed to Let's Get Ready to Rumble. Um, that's pretty much all I've got on that, Stu. Um, but I just did you smashed. did you pick that for your song for the wedding we're going to in the summer? I didn't put one down. Oh, well, do it then. Well, I would have put "Flying Without Wings" by Westlife. No, no, do do that. Nope. <laughs> so, Stu, what what have the uh, have we got any on social media? Yeah, I picked an Elvis song. Did. did you? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to pick Shirley Bassey. Which one? Diamonds are um, forever. Goldfinger. How do you dance the Goldfinger at a wedding? Very slowly. <laughs> I might do the cha cha cha. I might do the rumba. Ah, yeah. Do you want my honourable mentions first, or do you want the socials? Now give us the socials first. Sign uh, Regular Gav, welcome to Paradise Green Day. Yep. No, I think there was a better Green Day song out that year. Mrs. Gav, Loser by Beck. Yeah. Has a or, what, or was she just actually calling Gav a loser? <laughs> Possibly. We'll never know. Kazaji, uh, Live Forever by Oasis. She did um, honourable mentions. I think because Conrath ain't contributed, we can let her do them this week. What's happened to Chris Conrath? I don't know. AWOL. Go on. Uh, so she's gone for Zombie by the Cranberries. Regulate by Warren G. Nate Dog and Girls and Boys by Blur. Yeah. Google, who do you like best? Oasis or Blur? Blur. What? Oasis. I said Oasis. Did you tell him I've eaten dinner here? <laughs> I'm telling him back off, off then. <laughs> back to the show. Bren, Buddy Holly by Weezer. Yeah, great song. He did a little sketch. Did you see it on Twitter this week? No. Right? Tends to Google all these songs. Uh, quite witty. Not funny enough to mention on the show, but yeah. Right. <laughs> try a much, try harder, must try harder. Frank come for When I Come Around or Basket Case or Welcome to Paradise by Green Day. Basket Case. He wanted right. that whole album. Dookie. Was it Dookie? Yeah. Yeah, great album. Uh, new to the show, Steve. Hello, Steve. Hello, Stephen. Steve. Steve O. Uh, Saturday Night by Whitfield. Yeah. James Bond. <laughs> Diamonds are forever. 
So when when we did, you know, when we did French at school, we um, all very good. Um, I always used to use Saturday night by Wigfield to remember how to ask someone when their birthday is. Pretty baby. <laughs> When's your birthday, pretty baby? Yeah. Oh, you did. <laughs> good chat up line in a club. Yeah, they'll think you're French. But oui. also into 90s pop songs. Oh. Yeah. C'est magnifique. Hockey Street. Go on, the next one. Kerry again. Faster by Mount Street Preachers. Yeah. Cracking. Cracking. And honorable mentions to Sabotage the Beasties and Loser by Beck. Yep. Right. Is that and good? KTR, Lovers All Around, Wet, Wet, Wet. Yeah. So, Stu, the font ones we're going to put in are obviously Sabotage. Yep. Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. Um, Loser by Beck. Because that added up the votes, didn't it? Yeah. And well, one honorable, one regular. And I reckon well, it's going to be faster by the Manics or one of the Green Day songs. I think we've got to put Basket Case in by Green Day. Okay. What was it? What did Brendan put? Woody Harley Weezer. Yeah, really I like it. Right. You know, oh, all right. Let's put a Green Day one in. Basket Case. I'm writing down then. Basket Case. <clears throat> cool. Okay, so you can vote for one of those. So the choices are, let's get ready to rumble, loser, basket case, or what did you say, Stu? Sabotage. Sabotage. So, Stu, have you got any honourable mentions? Any honourable mentions? Any honourable mentions? Uh, Yeah. Cigarettes and alcohol by Oasis. Yeah. Always by Bon Jovi. Yep. Baby Come Back by Paso Banton. Come back. We're sweet, me color TV, TV and me CD collection of Bob Marley. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here come the hot step away, and he comes out. Here come the hot step away. My honorable mentions were Zig and Zag, them girls, them girls. What? Ragamuffins in Zig and Zag. Is that good? Yeah, when they did the uh, them girls, them girls, they all love me. Oh my god! Um, Saturday night by Wigfield, um, Smashing Pumpkins, Disarm, which is a great song. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Under the Bridge. Uh-huh. Uh, Jimmy Nail, Crocodile Shoes. <laughs> hey, as you say, Oasis, cigarettes and alcohol. Um, Dream, things will only get better. Kareem, to possibly the greatest song of all time, Man United. Come on, your reds. Come on, your reds. Just keep your bottle and use your reds. We're having that one. <laughs> so on the next episode, we would like your pop culture moment from the year 1994. So that was 90s Corner. Oh, what happened in 94, eh? Yeah, bloody hell. <clears throat> Can't remember. Oh, the World Cup was on in the USA, wasn't it? Yeah. Diana Ross missed an open goal. Yeah. Yeah. Still to come, Al takes a trip down to the Bag of Nails to ruin another children's TV show. Well, are you? Yep. Yep. We have the final ever Bastermind, and then we'll let you know about our new feature taken over from Bastermind. Yep. That's all we're going to say just for this minute. Find out what Edgar Allan Poe is up to these days. Yeah. Oh. But for now, we're going to take a short advertisement break. For subpar comedy and poor impressions, it's time for Alzan. The 1960s was great for music. 
Who can forget the Rat Pack? Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, Joey Bishop, and Peter Lawford. But how about the forgotten sixth member, Freddie Costelli? Well, he was judged too filthy <laughs> for the music scene. Oh, no. But now, here are some of his unreleased tracks, including Swinging Cat. I love a swinging cat. Oh, yeah. Gonna swing you all over town and ask you to touch my penis. Or how about his 1963 hit, Smoking and Drinking? I like to smoke. Oh, yeah. I like to drink. Oh, yeah. Especially after shooting my load and then taking a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Let me have a copy of that one. (laughs) We all remember Frank Sinatra's version of My Way, but originally... It was going to be sang by Freddie Castelli. Regrets, I've had a few, especially when I got that microphone stuck up my bum after an sexual experiment went wrong. But I did it my way. Freddie Castelli's unreleased material will be released July. 2022. Now it's time for the news. In each episode, Stu tells us some news stories. One he's made up and then one he's found himself. We'll also get Stu. Is Dr. Doris back this week? She is. Excellent. And then anything else that pops into it, because it's slightly changing each bloody time now, ain't it, Stu? Sorry, yeah. Arnie's back this week as well. Oh, brilliant. So here we are. Ready, listeners? Ready, Stu? Here are your headlines! Thank you, Al. Tom Jones was cursing his luck this week when he matched five balls on the midweek lottery but missed out on the jackpot as he didn't get the Thunderball. Yeah, very good. (laughs) Fellow Welsh singer Shirley Bassey was also cursing her luck this week after travelling to the North Pole but realised one of her gloves had a hole in it. She was said to have a cold finger. <laughs> very good. And Louis Armstrong has opened up his very first clock and watch shop this week. The shop, which opens on Friday, also stocks stopwatches, alarm clocks, and egg timers. The shop is to be named We Have All the Time in the World. <laughs> very good. Story number one. A carer says he has been left humiliated this week after being told to leave a supermarket the staff didn't like the way he shopped. Oh. Uh. How can you not like the way someone shops? Yeah, that's a bit harsh. Unless you just pick something up, lick it, and put it back. Yeah. Probably about the only way you could do it. Yeah. Matthew farted Sco- on each item. Or that. Yeah. Matthew Scholes, no relation, visited his uh, local Asda after a 12-hour night shift at a care home. He says he was followed around the store by a staff member with a clipboard who approached him after he picked up a bottle of alcohol, said to be Uzo, not confirmed. <laughs> when he got to the alcohol aisle, a worker said to him, we've seen you in here before, mate, and I want you to leave the store right now. Matthew tried to explain he had done nothing wrong, but the worker kept repeating herself, leave. He had no choice but to put down his basket 
and then exit the store. Oh. After contacting Asda, he was stunned by their response. An email from Asda replied, I've spoken to the store leadership team who have informed me they do not like the way you shop. I appreciate this may not be the response you were looking for. This is not the response you were looking for. <laughs> Jedi. The care worker said, my coat was open and I had a baseball cap on. Uh, I wasn't Flash acting it. suspicious. <laughs> he wasn't splashing, though. I wasn't acting suspicious. It just makes no sense. I made a point in saying I'm a key worker during the pandemic, but obviously it didn't do any good. Oh, shame. It is. Uh, the other morning I went to Aldi instead. I thought, I'm done with Asda now. I've told everyone about this, and my family won't shop at Asda anymore either, in solidarity with me. Solidarity. Asda is sticking to the gun zone. I've said staff reserve the right to ask anybody to leave the store if they're acting suspicious. The company were asked if they had contacted the police, but the store declined to comment. I guess we'll uh, have more on that when we when it comes to us in, this new, in the newsroom, Al. Hmm. Or did I just make all that up? No, you didn't. <laughs> so, did the carrier get kicked out of Asda, or did I just make that up? We'll know after story number two, which is now. Story number two, Edgar Allan Poe stunned the arts world this week by making a sensational comeback with the release of his new book, The Raven in Me. Oh, sorry, The Raven and Me, <laughs> Inside the Mind of Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. Poe, thought to have died in 1849 during the fall of the House of Usher. Yeah. yeah. The periodic time in the US. Look it up on Google. Uh, he's actually been kept alive this whole time by machines, science, and potions made in the Valley of Unrest. Yeah. Uh? Very good. Eddie, who turned 213 in January, said he had seen... <laughs> <laughs> Said he had seen so much change in his life. Why has that got me? I don't know. <laughs> do that again. Eddie, who turned 213 in January, said he had seen so much change in his lifetime and wanted to get it all down on pen and paper. Edgar said, one sees himself as the man of the crowd. Yeah. And one can calmly say that the world doth change. But in an un <laughs> in unkind way. Thou doesn't like what one sees anymore. I'd rather go live in the city in the sea. Yeah. yeah. If it carries on this way. I've seen quarrels being settled by gunfire. Wars going on all sides of the globe. All of this must come to an end. I yearn to have a peaceful life like before. A humble home in the country where in the distance the bells toll from a church in the distance as the raven takes off for his morning flight. The friendly sighting of the black cat rolling in the sunshine in the local meadow. As you can tell, I'm revealing my telltale heart right yeah. now. Uh, but I will see this life again. Or alas, never more. Oh, very good. Anyway, I'm off to watch The Sopranos because uh, I've been hooked on it, of course. Completely addicted to the show. You know, who am I? Hey, it's me, Harley Wilder. Forget about it. <laughs> Actually, this gives me one idea for a uh, new tale. Fetch me my pen. Uh, and with that, you just left. Excellent. Um, so. Well, Stu, that's obviously the made-up story. So, Well, we don't know, do we? Are you sure about that? Yes. Yeah, no, that's um, that's made up. Edgar Allan Poe died in 1849. Um, no longer alive. 
I just before man. you continue, still, I'd just like to say if the audio has slightly changed, it's because my microphone has stopped working. So now I'm using my AirPods as microphone and speaker for myself. So if it's changed, if the, if the quality's changed, I do apologize. So. Yeah, we have to put up with it because uh, we ain't got nothing else. Yeah, ain't got nothing else because fucking ain't, thing ain't fucking working. <laughs> <laughs> Carry I can on. Hear I can Carry hear on. Carry on playing. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that was made up. And the carer uh, who got kicked out of Asda, uh, well, well, we'll find out what happens there as we go along. Hopefully. Because that's just weird. Ah, don't like the way you shop. Get out. Yeah. What are you doing? There's got to be more to it. I bet he had his knob out. Well, unless he, he's had his knob out before, and this time he didn't. So he's like, yeah. what? I ain't, I ain't got it out yet. <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> Can't speculate, though, can we? Can't. Might be listening. Do you want a bit of sport? Yes, please. Sean Connery is to take part in Wimbledon this year. He uh, opens he opens his round on court 14 at around 10-ish. <laughs> oh, good. And the World Origami Championships are due to get underway this weekend. By the way, Al, this reminds me, we've got tickets as well. So we can watch, watch all the action unfold right before our very eyes. Brilliant. <laughs> Though if they're unfolding, they're doing it wrong. Uh, travel with Arnie. Arnie, take it away. Thank you. This week I traveled to Silicon Valley to meet up with Bill Gates at his Microsoft headquarters. Such a lovely place, and I had a great time. But as I was leaving, Bill said to me, Oh, Arnie, tomorrow you'll need to upgrade to the latest Windows software. I said, Sorry, Bill. I still love Vista, baby. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Health with Dr. Doris. Oh, God, here we go. Morning, old Doris here. And again, my voice has changed because I still can't remember what it sounded like the week before and the week before that. <laughs> Had a bizarre patient in today, though. They came in and they said, there's something wrong with my leg. Put your ear on my thigh and listen, he said. So I did. And then the, the thigh started to say, let me £20, please. I really need it. I thought, well, that's really weird. I was very shocked. And they were like, that's nothing. Put your ear on my knee now and listen again. So I did. <laughs> and this time it was like, let me a tenner. I really need it. I'm so poor. I was like, what is going on here? And again, he's just like, yep, but wait. Put your ear on my calf. No, not really. Put your ear on my calf. So I did. And I linked in and it was like, let me a fiver, please. I really need it. I'm so poor. So, I mean, I was like, what is this? I searched for all my medical books. And then I was like, ah, I realized what it is. Patient's like, well, what's wrong with me? I was like, well, it appears that your leg is broke in three places. <laughs> oh, God. I like how her voice has changed to your voice as well as that story went on. I mean... I think your leg is broken in three places. <laughs> also, a bit of sad news this week. Uh, a friend of mine was struck off the medical register for sleeping with a patient. Shame, as he was such a good vet. <laughs> yeah. And the weather will be soothing this week. Soothing. Thank you. Lovely stuff. Okay, so that was in the news. And now it is time for the last ever Buster Mind. I 
Hey. So, if you've been listening for many episodes now, you will know that we've been playing a game called Buster Mind, where me and Stu give each other a subject. We have to research this subject on Wikipedia and then answer five questions on it. And then a tiebreaker if it's in a draw. Now, it is currently 13.10 to Stu, but as we all know, the last episode hails a five-point No, No, fuck that. I've won. So, Stu... I gave you Roman letter Z. I gave you zombies, and you gave me uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. So, Stu, I'm going to ask you questions first this time. That's fine. I've not revised at all, mate. Okay. Question one: When was the word zombie first recorded? Apart from that, 1819. Oh, correct. So, who was the person that recorded the word zombie? Robert Southie. Are you reading this? No, I, re- I revised about an hour before, but that's it. Question three. This is at the very start of the zombie page on Wikipedia. Yeah. I knew you'd pick that. <laughs> Question three. W.B. Seabrook's book was one of the first books on zombies, but what was it called? Zombie, without the E on the end. No, it's called The Magic Island. Ah. Um, question four. What film did I Am Legend inspire? What film did the film what? I Am which zombie film did the book I Am Legend inspire? I Am Legend. No, because that's about vampires. It was Night of the Living Dead. And question five. What kind of magic is often associated with zombies? The occult. No, it's voodoo. Is it? Yeah. Voodoo. 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 Two out of five. Not bad. Yeah. Your questions are on Zlatan Ibrahimovic. They are. Stop doing that. Sorry. Yeah. Question one. Which club was the first club of the senior career of Zlatan Ibrahimovic? Is it Malmo? Yeah, it's Malmo. Yes. Zlatan yes. played... Question two. Zlatan played for Inter Milan for three seasons. How many goals did he score for Inter Milan? What? Seventy. 57. Uh. Question three. Zlatan currently plays for AC Milan. What is his current squad number? 11. Yes. Yes! I thought I'd read that. Zlatan has been capped how many times for Sweden? 127? 121. Oh, fuck. Final question now. Zlatan won the league with Barcelona. But in what season was this? 2003 4. 2009 10. Oh, crap. Now you also scored two, so we're going to need a tie break. Here's your tie break, Stuart. Don't thank me. What was considered for the first ever zombie film? Uh, Night of the Living Dead. It was White Zombie in 1932. Is that actually recognized as a real film? Yes, it is. On Wikipedia, it is. Bang. Nah. Uh, your tie breakout Zlatan Ibrahimovic has scored in the Champions League for six teams I need you to name me all six uh, Man United Alex you are out shit <laughs> already out let me have another go but I won't get the point all right. Inter Milan yeah AC Milan yeah uh, Barcelona yeah uh, Ajax yeah 
Juventus. Yeah. And PSG. Yeah. I knew going with Man United was going to be a mistake. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, Europa League when he played Man United. Yeah. Okay, uh, so, so that's a draw. That ends Mastermind. So it ended up 13-10 to Stu. Well done, Stu. King of Mastermind. So, <laughs> King of the I, can hear, I can hear what you're saying, listeners. What are you going to do next, man? At Mastermind's gone. That's what you're saying. I'm going to miss Mastermind. So I'm going to give you the title of what the next um, feature is going to be called. It's going to be called Dinosaur Park Goes Tits Up. We're going to go through the alphabet again, A to Z, where me and Stu will give each other a film starting with that letter. Now, the film has to be on a streaming site. So it's either going to be on Netflix, Amazon Prime, or Disney+. Plus. That's all I'm going to tell you about what's going to happen in this game. Okay? So, Stu, the first letter of the alphabet is obviously A, if I'm correct. Yeah, that's right. It starts the with film A. I'm going to give you, Stu, is Anaconda, which is on Netflix. Anaconda? And Anaconda. Oh, also, by the way, we have to watch this film. So, for me, Stu? I don't like Anaconda. I don't care. It's Bastermind. No, it's not Bastermind. <laughs> Bastermind rules. Uh, Al, you've got Avengers Age of Ultron. Yes! So, in the next episode, I will have watched Avengers Age of Ultron. Stu will have watched Anaconda. And then we will explain how Dinosaur Park Goes Tits Up works. So, <laughs> that was the very last best of mine. Thank you for listening. Now it's time for the Bag O' Nails. Rabbit, 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 Go for a trip down to London. <laughs> London, indeed. Uh, where we uh, set sail to the southwest for Britain's finest pub, The Bag of Nails. Hosted yes. by Bev, world's greatest barmaid, slash landlord. Uh, this week, Al went down there to The I Bag of Nails. Have a good time, Al. I had a lovely time, Stu. Lovely, lovely time. What what did you get up to then? Well, a couple of drinks still sat at the bar, and uh, a woman was sat next to me at the bar, and um, I just you know I, you know me still I just talk to people. Did you have um, a Moretti? Oh, they have Moretti there. Yeah. I had a Moretti. Yeah, I had, I had Moretti down there, and uh, I started talking to her and found out that she was actually the script editor for the Clangers from the years to uh, nineteen sixty nine seventy two. So that was quite interesting. Her name, her name is Mary Once More. And I said, once more what? And she said, more red wine. <laughs> oh, we had a right laugh. Oh, Mary. Yeah. So, Never seen it, Slang as well. Never seen it. No, I, I think one of our listeners is a big fan. So Gav. This is, this is for them. This is for you, Gav. There's yeah. the tape. So, I mean, Gav, what can I say? Once you put an idea in his head, there's no stopping him. <laughs> Click. Hello, I'm Mary once more. Uh, I was script editor with the Clangers from 1969 to 72, um, and this is my tale of when I worked on this uh, uh, on the program. Now, a lot of people sort of said to me, "The Clangers, why do they whistle all the time?" And I say, "Well, they're actually that's actually their language that they're talking. They're talking in whistles." 
And people say, well, I can't understand what they're saying. And I say, yes, but in the original episodes, we used to translate everything that they said. And here, what I'm going to do for you, for you, Alex, and for you, Stu, at home, is yeah. I'm going to play an original recording where we actually translated what the clangers were saying to each other. So let me just give a little bit of a brief description of the scene. Uh, it's about two chaps, two um, clanger chaps, and they've met up after a night out. Okay, here we go. God. <laughs> All right, Dave, you, you were proper pissed last night down the old uh, coaching horses. You made a right cant of yourself. <laughs> Fuck off, you mug. I was having a fucking laugh. Who's that sort that tartar saw you neck him with? That was your fucking mum. <laughs> you what? I told you to leave her alone. I should smash your fucking face in. Come on then. I'll slice off your cock. What? The same cock that's been banging your sister. You fucking knob. She's off limits and you fucking well know it. Fuck you. Fuck you. Come on. Let's not fight and head down the strip club. Good idea. I fancy seeing some nice tits. Way, Rooney. You see... It was, when we put this um, out there, it, it tested very, very badly. They said that they didn't think that clangers would speak like that. But now, if you ever go back and watch the clangers, always remember that they have a very, very strong London accent and are often swearing quite a lot and talking about shagging each other's mothers. Also, when we were on set, we used to take the clanger puppets and stick them up our bums. <laughs> it was a great time. Well... Thank you for listening to me. Goodbye. So there you go, Stu. It's very interesting. It changes the clangers quite a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Stop looking um, at your phone. Fuck oh, hell. No, I'm listening. I got, I'm putting my bets on. I forgot to do yeah. it earlier. So um, that was my trip around the bag of nails. And don't worry to Keza G90. I will be talking about Prum in two episodes' time and about and trying to ruin that for you. Um, so, Stu, it's your trip down the bag of nails next week. You excited? Yeah. Get off your bets and fucking do the podcast. I am, just one second. Oh, fucking hell. Bank holiday football. Uh, yeah, I won't, be, I won't be um, ruining any childhood uh, TV shows. I tried that one week with how to fail miserably. I'll just leave that to you. Excellent. Right. I'll, just tell, right I'll tell jokes instead. In each episode, Stu finds a cassette tape from Mike Reed. And it's got tips on it. Still, you got a cassette this week? Oh, great, yeah. Sure you're looking forward to this one. Yeah, I'm going to look at the phone. Huh? I'm going to look at my phone like you were doing. I was uh, quick. I thought I put a bet on earlier, obviously. I did. Give it here. Click. Yeah. Hey, Nils, Mark Reedy, how you doing? You all right? Good. Just going with this, didn't you? Hey! <laughs> you fucking 
Evening on White Reed here with another classic couple of tales from me, or tips, I should say, not tales. That's what you do down your pub in London, isn't it? I've heard your show. Don't worry about it. Hello, me, White Reed. Let's go. Use clips on your seatbelt to open drinks while driving. Now, I know I've said this one before, because I've just read back and realised I've done that one, but I liked it very much. So I'll put it in again in case you forgot. Very good. <laughs> I'll do two more now, just in case. Attach your address to your house keys. Cannot stress this enough. That way, if you lose them, whoever finds them can return them to you and all will be safe. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> and, uh, what? Now, that won't happen, you plum. <laughs> Save time on getting to work in the morning by showering in your work clothes. Then you won't have to waste time getting dressed after having a shower. <laughs> Never be late again. I used to do yeah, it on yeah. EastEnders every Wednesday. They used to say to me, Mike, why are you wet? I used to say to them, I don't know. Do you mean, why am I here on time? Yeah. <laughs> it's slightly damp. Brilliant. I was the well, best on EastEnders, apart from Grant Mitchell. Well, thanks, Mike. Uh, another couple of them next episode. So, Stu, have you got anything to tell us at the end of the episode? I do, Al. Yeah, I um, did something this week that I didn't tell you about. Mm-hmm. Now, this week I told on Twitter and Instagram, all the followers on here, that uh, you've decided to become an agony aunt. Yeah. Uh, they believed me. I did it for a laugh. And we've been swamped with emails flying in. I know you never checked the inbox. I no. have. So I've just wrote all the, answers, all the questions here. And I want you to uh, answer as many as you can. Okay. Right, the first one's from Tom. He says, Al, I killed a man. Well, Yeah. What do you want? What do you say? You want me to give him some advice? He just said, um, "Ah, I killed a man." All right. Um, okay. Well done. Okay. Uh, this is from Alan. Uh, Al, people keep doing James Bond wrong. Tell them. Well, James Bond is. Uh, I've, I've not seen enough of them to to help you there. Um, so I don't know whether they would be wrong or right. So you know, get over yourself. That's Alan there saying you're doing James Bond wrong. Yep. Mary from St. Ives. She says, I think my husband has six other wives. Discuss. Ooh, well, check if he's got any sacks and if those sacks have got any cats in it. Because if they have, you might have an issue. Good. And Shep the dog. Uh, he says, why is everything orange? Are you, are you in a can of Fanta? <laughs> He may, he may be colorblind. He is a dog. Yeah, no, no. Stu, um, since we were doing a bit of uh, James Bond this week, I got in contact with some ex-James Bonds and asked them to listen to the ep to a few episodes. It's been stacked with James Bond this week, hasn't it? Yeah, we have been stacked with James Bond. So, Stu, I've got three James Bonds here for oh. you. Um, first one is Sean Connery. And he's, have you got George uh, Lazenby, Al? Have you got George Lazenby? Of course Lazenby? I have. Yes. Of course I have. So here's Sean Connery. He's going to tell you a little bit about what he's thought. He listened to a couple of episodes. Okay. Hello, Stuart. I've uh, heard uh, you're a big fan of mine. I've been listening to a few of your podcasts. Ah, now, yeah, I'm a big fan. That I'm not slapping women around, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, sometimes listen to podcasts, and I listen to yours. Stuart's shit. I hate it. So yeah. don't contact me again. So that was. I loved you as Malone in the Untouchable, Sean. He's gone, so he's gone. 
Oh, now he's gone. God bless you, Sean. Oh, yeah, he's dead. He is dead, yeah. And you just well, say slap with Yeah. Well, yeah. no, he came out and said it, so let's just uh, pull up. Here's he can't really defend himself, can he? No. Here's Roger Moore, Stu. Also dead. Hello, Hello Stuart. How are you? Who's this? My impressions of um, Bonds are quite good, aren't they? Who's Hello, that? Stuart. I'm Roger Moore. Hello. That's not Roger Moore. Is it not? No. no. Stuart, when I was playing James Bond, I used to like to slap the ladies on the bum. <laughs> you can't do that these days. <laughs> but I implore you, Stuart, I give you a challenge to go out this week and slap 10 ladies on the bum and see what happens. Nah, I'm not going to do that. Oh, you're right, Stu. Don't, don't go and do that. Bloody no, Roger Moore. Yeah. He's dead as well. Here's George. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> George Lazy is still alive. Uh, let me have a look. <laughs> I think he is. And George Lazenby is Welsh, isn't he? Eh? George Lazenby was Welsh, wasn't he? Uh, no, he's Australian. No. Even better. You're thinking of Timothy Dalton. Oh, yeah. Right. Here's George Lazenby, Stu. He's alive. Okay, good. Good night there, Stuart. You all right? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Today, George. I'm glad you told me I was Australian because I was going to do a Welsh accent for George Lazenby. That's going to be quiet. It's a job, isn't it, mate? <laughs> so, when I'm not out surfing or having another <laughs> shrimp on the barbie. Yeah, as they all do, yeah. What's really annoying is that we've just recently had quite a few new listeners in Australia. So, uh, yeah. I've got rid of them now with this. <laughs> Just mention Fosters as well, are you there? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and I also like drinking Fosters or Casamine Forex and watching Neighbours, which hey, I don't right. do much anymore. So still I on the air till August. Still on the air till August. Oh, it's still on the air till August. You might see me make an appearance in the last episode, Steve. But yeah, Doubt I it. haven't told you that. Yeah, it. So I listen to your podcast. It's fucking awful. You <laughs> are the worst human being I've ever heard. So you're the worst fuck. Bond I've ever seen. Yeah, well, yeah, fuck off. Name <laughs> bloody Bond, James Bond. I'll have a Foster's shaken, not stirred. See George, you later. is it true you were actually only a model at the time you uh, were cast as James Bond? Sorry, he's gone. He's gone. Right. But, uh, yeah, so um, thank you for listening to episode 46. That's uh, Piers Brosnan. He's, uh, he wasn't interested. Timothy Dalton? No, he's gone. <laughs> the current Bond? Uh, remember, there's the robot, isn't it? It's going to be a robot in the new one. No, the current one, Daniel Craig. Oh, Stu, so I've just got word that the new Bond will actually be played by the robot from Rocky IV. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> Happy birthday, Bondy. <laughs> I'll have an oil change. Shake and not stirred. I have a license to drill. <laughs> For your files only. You will be deleted. The spy who bugged me. Oh, very good. <laughs> so, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, if you would like to get in contact with us and tell us your top three condiments for the next episode, or your favorite pop, or your pop your favourite pop culture moment from the year 1994, you can. We are at gmail.com or at stuanalpod on Instagram and Twitter. So, thank you for listening. It's been a Bond-heavy 
episode. And I'm in so, Stu, what would you like to say to end the episode? I must be dreaming. Goldfinger! <laughs> She's covered in gold! Oh, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die! <laughs> Goodbye! <laughs> Goodbye! Say, live and let die.